0: Turn Victory belongs to Jesus. The victory belongs to you. I know the victory belongs to you. Yeah, victory belongs to. Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. I know that victory belongs to you. Oh, e And I think how much better I'm going to be when this is over. I smile, even though I am, see, I smile. <laughs> and I never, never want to make it. Oh, I never could have made it. Never. Will you put that in this atmosphere? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? Real simple song. I want to teach it to you tonight. The Lord is my light, salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Mm. The Lord is my light, salvation. Whom shall I fear? Yeah. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. salvation Whom shall I fear? You say it. Whom shall I be afraid? No, God? No. The Lord is my light and salvation Whom shall I fear? Oh, no. Whom shall I fear? I will, I will wait on you Raise your voice. say, hey. I will wait. Trusting. The next part goes like this. Listen, I want you to go home singing this. I will.
1: Good evening, everyone. I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time for our Wednesday night uh, worship experience through God's word. And as always, before we get started on tonight, we want to go to God with a word of prayer. And there's many prayer requests that have been made known up to this point, and there's probably so many others that we could call on and, and lay before God this evening So on tonight, those of you that are in the place and those of you that are watching online, if you would go to God with me in prayer on tonight. The Bible tells us that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous avail much and they have great power. So on tonight, we want to pray because we know that there's life and death in the power of our tongue and we want God to heal, deliver and set free. Pray with me, dear God. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify you and we lift up your name for thou art worthy of of all praise. God, you sit high and you look low, God. You know the end from the beginning. So on tonight, I'm asking that you would have your way in our lives, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God, and purge us with hyssop, Lord God, that we might be clean, creating us clean hearts. God, we thank you and we praise you for who you are and what you're doing. God, I ask that you would stand up inside of me, Lord God. Let none of me be seen, but all of thee be glorified, that even the words of my mouth And the meditation of my heart, it would be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my God and my Redeemer. God, I need your will to be done in me, through me, for me, because of me. God, have your way in the lives of those that are in the room and those that are online. God, you know their concerns. You know their cares. And we cast them all upon you because we know you care for us. God, we have unspoken requests laid before you. God, you know. Search our hearts and have your way. Have your way in everything said and done on tonight. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' precious name, and we all just simply said amen. Um, tonight, I want to talk amen from a, a conversation that I've probably had many times before, but I want to talk uh, more about it now in this season. Um, I, I wrestled with uh, Brother Exavola about should I talk about black history? i I I'm on a black history kick right now. I, I'm studying everything I can about our people, people of color. And, uh, um, and, and, and right now, I'm just amazed at how wonderful and vast we are in, in everything that we do. And, and some would say, well, you, you should know that uh, because God has no respect of person. If he does it for one, he'll do it for someone else. But the issue is, as I've, I've, I've looked at and been working with school-age children all this year in a different way than I have, uh, I've looked at uh, some of their history lessons, I've looked at some of their uh, classroom assignments, um, they don't know. And um, and I've been wrestling with that because as I look through scripture, even Moses shared with his pe- the people as they got ready to cross over into the promised land that That we should always tell our story. Tell it to your sons and your daughters and even your grandchildren and and generations to come. Why? Because if you don't know it, uh, I've always said, um, if if people don't know something about you, they'll make up something on you uh, to justify who you are and why you are. But that's not really where I was led tonight, as bad as I wanted to talk about it, Mom Miller Tonight, I want to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because the truth is it makes no never mind about color, about financial or economic positions. It makes no difference in regards to political uh, affiliations, whether you're red or blue, tea or libertarian. It doesn't make any difference about any of those things. What should be more important to us than anything else in the world is if we're saved, if we know the Lord Jesus Christ, and do we have his precious gift, the third persona of the Godhead, the the Holy Spirit operating in our lives, and, and how does one know it? Well, one thing I've realized is if you have the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost or, or, or the Numa of God or, or whatever name you want to call him that fits into his, to who he is, um, you should be able to see it. Every now and again, there should be some signs. There should be a, uh, some kind of uh, inclination that you are of the Holy Spirit. You are of the Holy Ghost. You, you have him on the inside of you. You have him operating in your life. And on tonight, I want to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because the gifts of the Holy Spirit will bring forth really the fullness of his ministry in our lives. It really will. It is through the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we are able to minister effectively. But check this out. We're not just able to minister effectively, but we're able to minister effectively one to another. Amen. Because that's really the purpose of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we can minister one to another, sharpen one another. Carry the burdens of one another so that we won't be by ourselves when it comes that day and time. But the spirit, we're able to minister effectively one to another and to receive the help of the comforter in our lives. John 14 and 12, uh, the staff was asking me, did I have one particular scripture for the service on tonight? And I really don't have one so that I didn't give one for our our visual arts group. But um, there's many. And, and, and looking at St. John 14 and 12, and, and this scripture dropped in my spirit uh, and resonated with me heavy because of some conversations that I've seen lately, you know, with uh, younger preachers and older preachers and things of that nature. But St. John 14 and 12 says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I go to my father and there's been conversation this week. Does that mean that uh, those that will come after me are greater than me or, or those that came after Christ would be greater than Christ. I would say that it's emphatically no. Uh, We we, we would have to look at it. I, I spent the day looking at this strongly because if you look at the word greater um, or the word works, um, more importantly, you, it, it depends on how you're looking at it. You know, If we're looking at the word works as meaning that we will be able to do more than or greater than the person who is speaking, it would seem uh, um, that we're saying that we can do more than Christ. Well, Christ was God. And Christ had some works in him that if we literally study scriptures, we, we, we see that his isness and who he was far outweighed what he did in those few years that he walked around here with us in ministry. Because the Bible tells me that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and there was nothing that was made without Him. So if that's the truth, that means that Christ has creative abilities. Oh, yeah, we can create a a, a picture. We could create a song or even create a sonnet or a poem. But the truth is, even in our ability to create it, it came from him because he created everything that was created so that other things could be created. He is the creator. So it cannot be greater works, meaning uh, uh, better than. But what it could mean, and I and I would offer this argument, and I did some studying in there, several people have argued this, but when they translate the term here, when they talk about greater works, they're actually talking about the quantity of work. Not necessarily the quality of work, because we can't do better than God. We can't can't say the I am that I am sent me. We we can't say that, you know, uh, we were in the beginning. And and, and we can't say that we're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And and we, we can't say those things, but we can say in what we're gifted to do, we can do more in quantity than quality. Why can we say we can do more than quantity in quantity? Because uh, for a lot of us who have accepted our call and our responsibility and assignment, we have longer to do it. He only ministered for three years, even though he was 30 and three years old. He only he only began when he was his 30s and he was he left here. Amen. By choice, not by force three years after the beginning of his ministry. So he's, he's telling us that some of us, we have years and uh, upon years, some of us have been in church all of our lives. So the truth is, if, if I would take that quantity of work, yes, I can do greater than God than Christ because I've been in church all my life. I've been, uh, I tell everybody, but even in that, the church ain't always been in me, but I've been in church all of my life. I, I've been on the Lord's side really doing the work for the Lord more than three years. I've been here six years and I'm almost in 30 years of ministry. So the quantity of work I can do greater, but I can only do greater if I have some of him in me and that him that I have in me is the Holy Spirit. And because of the Holy Spirit operating on the inside of me, his presence in me gives me gifts. God's desire is to do his work through us, that we might be effective in our ministry one to another. Yeah. Therefore, we must do good, be good stewards of all that God has given to us through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So that those around us will be partakers of his complete ministry. 1 first Peter, first Peter 4 and 10 says this. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And and, and 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 I can really deal with that because one of the things I'm noticing is that we say we love God. We say we're on the Lord's side. We say we trust him. We say we are followers of Christ. Amen. We say we got the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost and its gifts in our lives is for the uh, purpose of ministering to somebody else. And I'm so nervous at this, uh, this, this, this uh, ostracizing, this divide, this, this divisiveness that's in the body of Christ. And we say we're believers. We say we have the Holy Ghost. But the purpose of him being in my life and gifting me is so that I can minister to somebody else. The following scriptures that we're going to deal with tonight shows that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the purpose of completing his ministry. Completing his ministry of comfort and strength in our lives. 1 Corinthians 14 and 3 says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. That's what Paul told the church in Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 14 14 and 12, Even so you, since you are zealous, for spiritual gifts, since you want these gifts, since you want to be able to say that you have the Holy Spirit on inside of you, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. You seek to excel the edification of the church, the called out body of believers, the ecclesia. Not for individuals or independency, but for the church that he's coming back for. He didn't say he's coming back for individuals. He said, He's I'm coming back For my church, a church, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. He says, I, upon the rock, the revelation of who he is, he's building his church. So we have to understand that the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us is so that we can minister to others that belong to this wonderful body that has its ups and downs and, and has its flaws, the church. First Corinthians 14 and 26 says, how is it then? Brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a song, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Oh, yeah. When we come together, we should have a song. We should have a word that we can teach. We, we should even have a tongue, a conversation through the spirit that we can have. We should have a revelation. Amen. We should even have some interpretation. But all of it is for the edifying of the body of Christ. The presence and power of the Holy Spirit are released through his gifts. See, we know of him when we read of him in his word as the Pericletus. We know of him as the Pneuma of God Flowing over the bodies of water and letting there be what there was not. We, we understand him being the fire and the, the smoke. And we understand him being the power that backs up red seas. We understand all of that. But you have to understand in this dispensation, the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is released through his gifts in us. As we seek to lead, be led by the spirit and press into spiritual gifts that God has for us, we will begin to see more of his power and presence manifested when we assemble together as his body. I I, I feel uh, that COVID, if we're not careful, will discombobulate the church so that we will miss out on what happens when all God's children get together, not just in heaven, but here on earth, because there has to be a model on earth of what heaven's going to be like. And what we have to understand, the assembling together with other believers, the body of Christ, the called out folk, amen, is when that spirit of God that's on the inside of each and every one of us begins to begin to move in our lives, and and we start praying, and we start believing, and we start trusting, we start casting, we start, oh, y'all ain't seeing nothing, and saying nothing, we start having vision and having dreams, why? Because we're connected one to another. Amen. We have to understand that fitly joined together, stuff begins to move and flow. First Corinthians 12, verses six through seven. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works in all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the benefit of all or the profit of all not meaning the currency or the the gain so that you can just have, but the benefit. When the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God is operating in our lives and the gifts of God are operating in our lives, it profits the whole that experiences that gift. There are two important words in these two verses that should help us to see God's intent and purpose for these gifts and how he expects them to work in our lives. It is the same God who works, that's one word, all in all. The word works here means active operation, effectual, powerful to be active, efficient, fervent, be mighty in and and show forth. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to benefit or to profit of all. The word manifestation means to make visible. Clear, manifest, known. The true meaning is to uncover and to lay bare, to reveal. That's how vines defines those two words. Amen. When the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the Holy Ghost are operating in our lives, it works fervently in us. That's why we can't be the, the church of the frozen chosen. That's why we're not the church of the blessed quiet. That's why, because there's something on the inside of us that just won't let us hold our peace. That There's something. And when we get together, touching, agreeing, and believing, knowing that if we are believing in his name, anything can happen, something begins to move. Tired as I am and as bad as I feel in my body, just thinking about the power of God and being in the presence with other people. If I just had two or three people that really would believe God with me, I believe the spiritual gifts that are operating on the inside of our lives will become manifest and will work and benefit all of us. That's why they used to say, amen, uh, uh, older preachers used to say, I need you to pull on my anointing. I need you, while you're in my presence, don't let me get away with nothing, but pull on the gift of God that's inside of us. Because if you pull on it, something going to happen. Amen. With these two definitions in mind, we can see that God—that it it is God's desire to be fervent and mighty in showing forth and making visible his power through the gifts of the Spirit. We as his people are to be fervent, active, effectual, efficient, and powerful in manifesting his gifts in our lives for the edification of the body of Christ. So that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is effectively released for all of us to benefit from. If you will go to 1 Corinthians 12, 4, and 11, you will see that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are the nine gifts mentioned in that scripture. And uh, 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 there's, there's gifts and then there's administrations of the gifts. Uh, but 1 Corinthians uh, outlines the nine uh, spiritual gifts. Verse 4 of 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, it reads like this. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another, the word, of, uh, uh, the, the word of, of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. You have to understand, amen, that these gifts, they fall in three general classifications. They're the gifts of revelation, the gifts of power, and the gifts of inspiration or vocal gifts. Let's talk about these three uh, classifications of gifts and then we're going to go on home for the night. The revelation gifts. The revelation gifts include the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. Collectively, and and they'll, they'll come a day in the future, I'm going to deal with them individually and what they are and what they really are. But on tonight, I just want to talk about them collectively. Collectively, these three gifts are supernatural manifestations of the spirit of God. Through them, we may know anything which God chooses to reveal. Each gift is a supernatural revelation given by God to an individual for a particular purpose and at a particular time and in a particular place. Those are revelation gifts. I've, I've been in the presence of those who operate heavy in those gifts. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. And it amazes me that when they are operating in a particular purpose, in a particular time, and in a particular place, how accurate they can be. But guess what it's for? The edifying of the body of Christ. It is important that when you have these gifts operating in front of you, it's to let you know that God is nothing to joke with. God is not nothing to play with. He can uncover your secret thing. He can show up in your bedroom and reveal to the whole church what color your sheets are. What page your Bible is opened up to on your coffee table that you do not use. God has that ability to operate in someone's life that can be as relevant and and, as revelational as as I've seen what your four digits of your four digit pin number is on your card. Word of knowledge through the word of God. The discerning of spirits. Share with you what you're dealing with. When you have this whole persona of everything is all right and you you're coming out looking like a kid in Barbie doll. But really on the inside of you, you're dealing with some issues, some emotions. God can gift someone so that you can know you don't have to hide. You don't have to play with it. You don't have to fake it till you make it. Amen. You're in a safe place and I want you to know how safe it is. I'm going to tell you what you're dealing with. I'll discern that spirit. That gift can operate. There's another grouping of gifts. Not only is there the revelation gifts, but they're the power gifts. The back power gifts are the gifts of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healing. And collectively, these three gifts are supernatural manifestations given by God for a particular time in a particular place. These three gifts will show forth God's glory His power, his greatness, his majesty, and his victory over sickness. Now now check this out. It's going to show his glory, his power, his greatness, and his majesty over sickness, disease, and even death. Supplying the needs of his people. The power gifts are for deliverance and overcoming nature itself. And I don't know about you, I I remember those days, uh, and and it, it seems very interesting to me. It was in my Pentecostal experience, amen, in my storefront experiences, when we would go to church and people would come in on crutches and walk out without them. People would come in with casts on their legs, and they would break the cast in the service and tell people to walk. People come in on wheelchairs. Y'all y'all, y'all, I, we gotta get back to these days. And that's why I'm always concerned. Is the gifts of the Holy Spirit really operating? Because we're not seeing all of these. We can, we might see pieces and parcels of parts of it, but we don't see them all operating. Amen. But I want us to get back to the days, amen, when we could cough up black smoke and cancer be gone. I want to get back to the days when, when tumors are passed and, 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 and we are seeing signs of life. God gets the glory and that's what we need. We need to see the manifestation of the power gifts operating in the church again today. Why? So that God will get the glory. We won't have people talking about, is there a God? Then there's the last group of Gifts. And they're called the vocal gifts or the uh, uh, inspirational gifts. The vocal gifts or the gifts of divine revelation uh, are the gifts of tongues, interpretations of tongues, and prophecy. Collectively, these three gifts are supernatural manifestations of the Spirit of God. And through them, God can speak through man anything which he chooses to tell. Each gift is a supernatural manifestation given by God to an individual, going back to it for a particular purpose at a particular time and in a particular place. From the beginning of mankind, God has always had the ability to speak to men. Always, He's always had the ability to speak to men, and and see, not only does He not only have the ability to speak to men, God, Amen. He He speaks to them. Why? Because He created them. He knows what's in you. He knows what's in me. So he can speak to that issue that we're dealing with. He spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden. He spoke with Noah concerning the building of the ark. He talked with Abraham concerning leaving his country. He spoke with Moses and the many other prophets down through history. Hebrews 1 verses 1 and 2 says this. God, who at various times and in different ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom whom also he made the worlds. Throughout the New Testament, we see God as a God who desires to speak to his children, In the gospel, he spoke to us through his son, Jesus Christ. But now that he has ascended unto the throne of God, he now speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues are the vocal gifts of the Holy Spirit that God uses to speak to us as a people. So in my closing, (laughs) we need to remember some things. We need to really remember some things as a people. We need to understand and remember, just like we need to remember our history, we need to remember that God's desire is to fill each one of us with the power of the Holy Spirit. So that, (laughs) here's the interesting part, so that we can go forth performing the works of God. And be led by his Holy Spirit to do all that he has for us to do. We must realize that we need his ministry in our lives. Because like Jesus, we too can do nothing of ourselves. Our sufficiency and strength is in him. Isn't that what we say? In him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. And I'm so glad. He says, I go. To prepare, to prepare a place for you that one day where I am, you could be also. But before you get there, I'm, gonna leave, I'm not just going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave you with something, amen, that's going to remind you of everything that I've taught you. How does he remind us? He reminds us of who God is by his gifts. Not so that we can get the glory, not so that we can get cocky. not so that we can get the big head, but that we can remember, God, I thank you that you saw fit to give me a gift, not for myself, but for somebody else. See, the Holy Spirit, because of the giftings, there should be a change in us. They used to say, it, the way we used to walk, we shouldn't walk that no way no more. The way we used to talk, we shouldn't talk no more. He says, He doesn't dwell in the unclean temple. You know, he he says it. In the temple, it's it's us. It's us where the Holy Spirit dwells. He lives in me. And he gives me gifts or a gift to do some things for the betterment of us as a group. A called out body of believers. And that's why every week I'm always stressing to you, find you a church home. I know we might have different, we, we might call it different things now. But when it's all said and done, we're in ecclesia. I don't care how you join it. If joining is taking the deacon's hand, if joining is, is sending in a note, if joining is just being a regular attender, participate with your gift. You know, there's a, there, there, it's, it's been a serious conversation as of late. What does it mean to be part of the church? I realized something as I was studying this, Brother Exavon. That being part of the church is using what I have for the betterment and the benefit of those that are around me whatever it is, I, I, whatever your gifting is, whatever, whatever your administrative gift is, whatever your spiritual gift is, whatever God has given you blood and, 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 and oxygen to do, whatever it is, if you're a talker, talk in the church, if you're a writer, write, whatever it is, because it benefits the whole body. And the truth is we need each other. No man's an island unto himself. If we are to be kingdom builders in the same way that Jesus was and as we're, to the, as we're the early disciples in the book of Acts, we too, you and I, must be dependent on upon, upon the enabling grace that comes from a relationship with the Holy Spirit. There should be that song manifested in our lives, something on the inside, working on the outside. Bringing about a change in our lives. Then we even say, well, it's the Holy Ghost on the inside. Moving on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Do you have it? Do you have it like the Bible says? Because you, people got gifts. Because let me tell you something. Anything and anybody can give a gift. When I say a thing, I'm talking about I believe the, the devil can give gifts. But the Holy Spirit's gifts are for the edifying of the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit's gifting, the reason for him giving the gift is so that somebody will be edified, that the devil will be horrified, and that Jesus will be glorified. So on tonight as we open up our conversations that we will continue in the future about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I want each and every one of you to begin to study, to show thyself approved. Workmen needing not being ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what we need to get. We need the Holy Spirit to challenge us, to challenge each other. So that we can be that church that he's calling for in this last evil day. Do you know people are turned off by the church? The the people are turned off. People are turned off. Matter of fact, and I believe that's why so many leaders today are trying to reinvent the church. You know, uh, uh, we've made church, traditional church, almost a bad word. The church ain't bad. It's the people we follow. And every church that got church on it ain't God's church. Every pastor that says they're pastor ain't God's pastor. Every spiritual leader that say they're spiritual leader, what spirit are they a leader of? No, no, no. But the church of God, the church that God formed, the church that God is looking for is a church where his spirit is operating and the people of God is Being edified. And I got even question sometimes those of us in what I pastor by the Lord, a greater new hope. Because if we really are an edifying body, there should be some smiles on our faces. There should be a way we treat one another. There's a way we talk to one another. There's a way we uh, greet one another. And I want to, when God comes and looks for, calls the church, I want him to be able to say everybody that's a member of greater new hope. You're part of the church that I established. You're part of the church. Everybody that's part of Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. I want them to say that you that you really my church that knows the importance of edifying one another, not to beat each other down, but to build each other up. Amen. And sometimes exposing, sometimes dealing, sometimes pulling the covers back. Somebody, sometimes say you as mean as a rattlesnake. Come on, get that. What's going on with you? Because the Bible says you'll know, well, the people will know that you're, we're his disciples by the love that we show one to another. See, don't tell me. I, I used to tell people all the time, and I'm wrestling with this, y'all pray for me. Don't, don't crucify me for what I'm about to say. Before you show me your gift, show me the fruit. Before you show me, because see, your gift means nothing. And what I mean by it means nothing, I can't tell who you are gifted of until I see the fruit. The Bible says you'll know the tree by the fruit it bears. And so I'm asking the Lord, God, I don't need to be a fruit inspector. I need you to develop my fruit. I need you to work on me. I need you to create in me. I need you to do something in my life. I need you to, because when people see me, I don't need them to be trying to judge. Wait a minute, is that a fruit? Is that an apple tree? Is that a pear tree? Is that a, is that a God tree? Or is that a devil tree? I want my fruit to be so that when my gift begins to work, people lay down their guards because they see the gift and they see the giver of the gift operating in my life so my brothers and sisters sons and daughters near and far here or there please let us begin to understand the gifts of the holy spirit let's begin to pray about them let's take some time greater new hope tabernacle of praise friends family and enemies Let's do a study on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and and really begin. Let's really begin to walk in it. Let's see what happens when these nine are operating in our lives. Let's let's see what happens when the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Let's see what happens when, when we have things like miracles, signs and wonders, healing. Let's see what happens. And guess what, y'all? It happens more than any other time when the people of God are gathered together. Forsake not the assembling together with other believers. Why? Because something gonna happen. When God's children, when his children really get together, when people come for one purpose, and that is to see the will of God done, when they're not coming to see what you got on and see what you're looking like or see what's going to happen, but when people come expecting God to manifest his presence through his word and the gift that he has operating in the assembly, wow, that's when we'll see real change happen. That's when we'll really see the move of God happening in our lives. So my brothers and sisters, as I close for the second time, I want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you. And I'm asking that you pray for me because I feel like I'm on a new journey in life. I'm on a new journey where I just don't want to be in church. I want to be the church. I I want to be the church. I I don't want to be in church. I don't want to go to church. I want to be the church. And I want some other people with me because I realize me by myself is handicapped. But I want people who have decided to make Jesus their choice not to judge me but to push me and to propel me to challenge me to come from amongst them and be ye separate. Amen. Oh, we don't say stuff like that. We don't say stuff like that. Amen. They, they probably they didn't say stuff like that in Jamaica. Brother all, come from amongst them and be ye separate. Not separate so you can be isolated, but so you can be separate as a group of people. That when people see you, they'll see God. They'll see miracles. Uh-oh, you better watch out for them. Listen, because if you ain't right, you're going to get right if you come around that group. Y'all remember when we used to say stuff like that? Oh, why is she looking at me? It's like she can see everything that I've done. No, no, no. That's the Holy Ghost operating. That gift is about to read you like a book. Not to make you mad but just to let you know that God sees and he cares about us. I don't have a problem when God pulls my card. I don't have a problem with it because it makes me better. It don't make me bitter. It makes me better. And so on tonight, I challenge you to let's study on the Holy Spirit, his gifts, how he operates. How do you know that the Holy Spirit is really operating in your life, in the church? Because there should be some edification. If in your wake is always destruction and desolation, you need deliverance. Dear God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, and we lift up your name, Jesus. God, I thank you for how you've been showing me me. Tonight was all about me. Because I see a change in trajectory. God, I see what you're saying now. That I am supposed to be peculiar. I am royal. I am supposed to be the head, not the tail. I'm to be above, not beneath. I'm to be the lender and not the borrower. So since all of these things are not operating in my life, God, shine your light from heaven on my soul. And if there be anything that's not pleasing in your sight, God, take it out and strengthen me. Because I want to be the person that you use in this season. Not just because I want to be used, but because I know that if you gift me, you got me. If you gift me, I'm in the hollow of your hands. If you gift me, you're smiling on me. So God, I thank you and I praise you. And that that I pray for myself, I pray for others too. I want to hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servants. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So God, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And we all simply say, amen. My brothers and sisters online know that I love you. I can't say it enough. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm believing God for you. I really am. And I can't wait to see you in the house of God. I cannot wait till all God's children can safely come together. I can't wait till we're standing room only once and again. I can't wait till we can dance and we can shout and we can hug and we can bless each other. We can, I can't wait till the power of God is so powerful in the house when we can start laying hands on folk and speaking into people's lives directly eye to eye. I can't wait till that happens again. So I'm praying that the storm passes over soon and very soon because we need each other. So as I say always, find you a church. Find you a group of people that you can connect with. Whether you you join it by literally walking up and, as I said earlier, giving the pastor your hand. Or you join it by being faithful in your service and your attendance. By doing the work. Come and do the work and go home. I learned that yesterday. I had to deal with that. I, no, I, I really did. I had to deal with that yesterday in a conversation that I had. But at the end of the conversation, the revelation the Lord gave me was there's still a church. Oh, they might not do membership the rest of the life. See, because somebody told me, and it's the truth, because pastors need to stay out of people's lives. Okay. See, that's why so many people are so upset, because we're seeing people trying to be in our lives and not trying to touch our hearts, not trying to preach the gospel and live a life in front of us that causes us to want to change, but they're trying to force us to change by being blind obedient. It's like they're trying to create, st- y'all remember that movie, The Stepford for Wives? I got to stop because I can go on, because this was such a revelation, a, a revealing conversation to me yesterday. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. I shouldn't have to beg people to do what they are assigned to do. And when we stop doing that and we continue, and let people see us doing the work of the kingdom, we won't have to beg nobody to come. We won't have to bribe nobody to come. We'll just say, open the doors and be there. And the Bible will show us through its word and through manifestation that he has those that are willing to roll up their sleeves and work because that's what true membership is, working and utilizing your gift. So go in grace, go in peace. Know that I love you. I'll see you Sunday morning. Continue to pray for those that are dealing with loss, dealing with this virus, dealing with the effects and the things that have been produced from this virus. We're praying that God will heal and deliver set free. Know that I love you and I'll see you Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Not 9.15, 9 a.m. God bless you. Have a smile